This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, you guys are in for a treat because I'm going to be speaking with a good friend of mine, Laura Thomas, who is a producer, a podcaster, and writer, and she is all things dog and cat too. So we'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Super excited to speak with Laura Thomas, who I've known for several years. She was someone who I instantly knew was a kindred spirit, especially when it came to the animal world and met her when we were filming a show on Nat Geo Wild. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. I am thrilled to be joining you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, just so our audience knows who you are, I know they can always find more information at laurabama.com. And I know that you've had a ton of books, a ton of podcasts that you created before, but I wanted you to just go ahead and give us an intro. Who are you? When did you first fall in love with pets? What do you do? I know you're also a musician, an author, a producer. Tell me everything that you do. <laughs> Thanks. My music days are behind me now. I grew out of that one when I started getting too tired to be performing all the time. But now I am a producer and writer in documentary film world. I'm currently working on a film about dogs, which I'm super excited about. And I have a podcast, Rescued by a Dog, where people tell stories about dogs that have actually saved their lives. And I wrote a book about dogs. So I have been obsessed with dogs since I was a kid. I have a firm belief that they are the greatest force for healing in the world. And more and more as I grew older, I realized that I wanted to use my passion for storytelling to spread that healing force that dogs are through the creative media that I that I love to engage with. And so hence the podcast, the book and all the things. You know, I love what you do, especially from an animal welfare aspect. I know you've worked with animal rescue groups before and you do all things to promote uh, rescue and adoption. And so for those of you guys who haven't already checked out her podcast, Rescued by a Dog, she's got all five star reviews. And I love this podcast because it brings you firsthand stories told all by pet owners or dog owners about how their dogs actually save their lives. And, you know, 
I always say the world is so much meaner post COVID. So love your podcast because they're happy cry stories. And like, if we can bring more goodness to the world, more happiness to the world, so important right now. It's so important. Yes, it really is. And I do have a passion for animal rescue. For a couple of years, I ran a dog program at a major shelter. And I loved that work with all my heart. It was the most meaningful thing I've ever done. Also the hardest thing that I've ever done. And I, by burned out as many people do, I'm sure you talk to plenty of vets who, who have that same experience, but I needed to find a way to continue to honor my love of animals and honor what they do for us. And so the podcast just feels like a really healthy, meaningful way for me to continue to honor that. You know, I always get sent books by, you know, whether or not they're veterinarians, veterinary specialists or authors, they want me to read them and check them out. And so I have a whole bookshelf and you sent me your book, uh, gosh, a couple of months ago and I finished it and I reached out to you to do this podcast because it was one book where whether or not you're a veterinarian, a dog lover, a cat lover, or you're not sure about dogs, man, this book was incredible. And so for those of you guys who don't know her book, she's actually written several. Laura wrote this book called Not Just a Dog. And I will also say I've been to Costa Rica before. Obviously, I love dogs and cats since I'm a veterinary professional. But this story was about a person, Estella, who was lost in a Costa Rica jungle. And she started to lose hope. Obviously, the jungle, the rainforest is quite potentially vicious, right? Like there's a lot of poisonous things in there. And she ends up meeting this emaciated stray dog. And she ends up calling this dog dirty. And over the course of several days, it's basically about the human-animal bond as they both approach dangers. And this dog, even though it's a stray dog, really stays by her side. And I love this story. I loved all aspects of it. I loved the way you described it. And I could totally see the producer point of view uh, where you authored it. And I'm not the type that I'm super imaginative. I'm a scientist. I could totally picture this in my head as I was reading it. It was so well written. So first of all, what inspired you to write this particular story? Thank you so much for those words. Firstly, it means so much to me that you connected with the book. I feel like I know the people in the book so well, as many authors do. So it makes me really happy when other people feel like they can see them and know them as well. I have always had a strong interest in survival stories. And there, there used to be a documentary series on, I think it was on Animal Planet, although the stories weren't all about animals, but it was called I Shouldn't Be Alive. And there was an episode where a woman named Danelle fell off a cliff and she was with her dog and she broke, she shattered her pelvis and couldn't move. And she was in the Utah wilderness. And so she had to ask her dog to go get help for her, help her figure it out. And I just found that story so moving. And I thought about it for years since I saw the documentary. So then I've written, as you said, a few books, and I had this idea of writing a book, it's not based on Danelle's story, but it's this, that story sort of inspired the thought of like, what if someone were lost in a jungle and they, they couldn't find their way out? Like, could a dog, could a bond with a dog become so strong in a few days that the dog would focus on helping that human survive? And I think that the dog human bond is that strong. And that, um, and so I created a story around a person who didn't really have much interest in dogs and develops this bond. And I just felt like I also wanted to, in addition to honoring the dog-human bond, I wanted to honor my love of Costa Rica. I've been there many times. It's my favorite place on earth. And once when I went there in 2011, I was there for a month with a girlfriend. 
she and I just sort of took our computers down there and worked for a month uh, to get away. And we met a stray dog and we named her Torres and she followed us everywhere. And she was completely stray, but never peed in our house, you know, like seemed to have the mind of a human and just was a very deep soul. And we brought her back to the US and my friend Dana adopted her. So the book, the dog in the book is based completely on that dog that we met in Costa Rica, Stella, who I think, you know, you meet, you meet different types of dogs in your life and some of them feel like people. They're so smart. They're so connected instantly. And sometimes when you meet a dog, that dog chooses you and decides you're going to be my person. And that experience of meeting Torres down in Costa Rica was one of the most moving of my life. So I sort of combined that story with my love of survival stories and mashed them up in one novel about a jungle that I've actually been to in Costa Rica. And I did not get lost. You know, it's so interesting because as I was reading this book, I wanted to reach out to you and find out if Dirty was actually based on an actual dog. So it's good to know. But it was interesting because I was wondering, it was written from in so much detail, especially around the rainforest, that I couldn't help wondering if it was based on a true story. So I also have been to Costa Rica, gosh, it was over a decade ago or more, but just an absolutely beautiful country in terms of like rainforest, volcano beaches. Uh, the people were so friendly. So really, really loved it too. Now, you've already said you've never been lost in a jungle. So how did you come up with the description and like a lot of that based on like, did you tour through the rainforest or how did you know about some of the dangers? Right. So first, a funny aside, I went to Costa Rica again last year with my husband and we were hiking through a rainforest that we had never been to. It was a very empty park, so beautiful. One of the prettiest places I've ever been. Don't ask me what it's called because now I forget. And my husband decided he was going to stop for a while and film some ants, leafcutter ants carrying their little leaves. And I said, okay, I'm going to go this way. I'll meet you back at the car. And he said, okay, great. So I got back to the car. Andy was nowhere to be seen. So I went looking for Andy. And meanwhile, he was looking for me, but had gone a different way. And so it took us about an hour to find each other. And we were both essentially lost in this jungle looking for each other. And I was like, oh my God, I it was prescient. Like I, I foresaw my own death in this jungle, but we did not die. We found each other. So I, like I said, I had been to Corcovado National Park, which is where the, the book is set. And I did a guided hike. And I remember when I went there, everyone said, do not try to hike this jungle alone. You will get lost. And someone had gotten lost there uh, not that long before. And it's very dangerous there. People have seriously in Costa Rica in different jungles, people have died if they, you know, you don't have a hike, you don't have a guide and maybe fall and break your leg and there's just nobody coming by. So you have to be really careful out there. And then I also did a bunch of research. I watched a whole bunch of documentaries about trekking in the jungle. I read some books about people who got lost in jungles and what was sort of the course of their dehydration. How did that feel for them? What other dangers are there to their body? But also what are the animal dangers that they might encounter in the jungle? And so as a, you know me, I'm a researcher. So I just I, I just watched a whole bunch of documentaries to make sure that I was portraying what her progression would be like over the course of a few days without food and water. Amazing. As you wrote that, I could picture the pain she was suffering through, Stella, in this book, uh, from the insect bites to just the hunger to the thirst of not being able to eat for, you know, three days. Now, for those of you guys who are worried, I, I know a lot of people who are like, I can't read sad books. 
I can't read sad books about kids. I can't read sad books about animals. I will say I'm the type of person that uh, if it's a really sad ending, you know, the ending is so important to me when I read a book. It could be an amazing, well-written book. And if the ending isn't amazing, I'm like, meh, the book was okay. But this book is incredible. I'm also the type of anal retentive person in full disclosure that I like to buy my holiday gifts in advance because that way I don't stress about it in November and December. So for those of you guys who are out there and uh, you're the procrastinator, type, you definitely want to check out this book and you want to get it. It's a perfect stocking stuffer for people who love pets. So definitely want to check that out. It's Not Just a Dog by Laura Thomas. Laura, before I ask you a couple of questions and we take a short commercial break, where do people find this book? It's online on Amazon, on all the online bookstores. It's in a few actual bookstores, but there aren't many of those left. So I live in Austin. It is at Book People here in Austin. But mainly people are buying books online, so that's where you can get it. You can get the Kindle edition or the paperback. And I have inklings in my brain of maybe doing an audiobook later this year, but we'll see if I muster the courage to make that happen. Awesome. We'll continue with our really cool topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We're speaking with Laura Thomas, who is not only a producer, not only a podcaster, not only an author, but also a musician on her side. Uh, Of course, that's retired. But we've been talking about her amazing book called Not Just a Dog. And as a veterinary specialist, I will say again, after I read this book, I just absolutely loved it. I reached out to Laura and I was like, I have to have you on my podcast because I really wanted people to check this out. Now, I know you've actually authored a couple other books. Do you mind just telling us about uh, your other book? I know you have a book, Detective Barks a Lot and The Dogs with No Names. Uh, This is a book that uh, I read a couple of years ago, but tell me about that book also. So yes, that one came out a couple of years ago. It's a kid's book. And I wanted to write a book that sort of gently educated kids about how to treat animals and how to think about where their pets come from. And so in this book, uh, Detective Barksalot is a dog who has aspirations of being a detective. And he figures out that the local pet store is getting their puppies from a barn that's just filled with dogs that don't get out of their cages, and he wants to set them all free. So it's sort of a caper where Detective Barks a lot and his best friend Slobber McGee figure out how to get all those dogs out of their cages and into happy homes. 
I really thought it would be a fun challenge to try to approach that subject, which could have some darkness to it, but have it not be dark at all. Have it just be fun and something that kids would love reading and something that would maybe make kids go, let me make sure I'm I'm not getting my puppy from a place like that. So I don't want to ruffle any feathers by, you know, approaching that subject the wrong way. I hope I didn't. I don't think I did, but I it, it was a fun challenge. No, it's all really important information. Even veterinarians, some veterinarians are really into rescue and some want a particular breed. So they are a very pro, a purebred. And I always say, when in doubt, do what feels right, but do your research. Uh, Some people want a particular color. They want a particular shedding hair coat type. They want a particular personality. And I will say, you know, when in doubt, do your research. And the AKC has great information. So the American Kennel Club. So if you know you want like a friendly dog who's family oriented, who's 80 pounds, who sheds a lot, who's super friendly, who's easy to train and very food motivated, then, you know, a lot of families will uh, get a golden retriever. So I say when in doubt, do your research. There are also some rescues for uh, breed specific rescues. So there's one big one in the Twin Cities where I live called Ragum, and that's one that's a rescue specifically for golden retrievers. I am a huge advocate of, you know, don't breed or buy when homeless animals die. Uh, just knowing that so many animals are euthanized. But at the same time, as a veterinarian, I will say I have had to have the hard decision of euthanizing dogs that have attacked children or that have had behavioral issues. And, you know, we hate to do that. We always want to um, be able to save lives when we can. But when in doubt, you know, talk to your veterinarian, do your research, talk to an animal rescue, right? There's a lot of great options out there for everyone. So don't worry, we don't mind the controversy. You know, it's, it's something that's an important topic for people to talk about. I have one purebred that I happened to get about five months ago. And uh, for some reason, all my dogs have had previous parvovirus. Uh, I like to rescue them uh, when the owner surrenders them. They decide they don't want to treat for four to $5,000. And so I was really uh, fortunate to be able to rescue my my last uh, dog, even if he was purebred from parvovirus, which on an unrelated note, reiterates the importance of preventative medicine, right? A lot of times in the shelter, we do see animals that have been surrendered because of uh, potentially costly care that could have been prevented. That's why we call it preventative medicine by just keeping their pet on year-round heartworm disease or on a dewormer or making sure they go through a full puppy or kitten uh, booster vaccine series so they don't get things like parvovirus. So again, really emphasizes the importance of preventative medicine. Yeah, I love that you bring that up. And I'm a big fan of the breed-specific rescues, but I also love that you got your purebred, adorable Frenchie puppy from a rescue. And the shelter that I worked at, Austin Pets Alive, has a parvo ward. So a lot of people don't realize, A, that rescues have puppies, There are plenty of puppies in animal rescue if you're ever interested in that, but also how treatable Parvo is. I didn't realize it and I'm a, I'm a big dog person, but the puppies at APA, like from all of Texas, they get all the Parvo puppies. They have a ward where they can isolate them and treat them. And they have like a 98 or 99% save rate for those puppies. They just can't be exposed to any other animals while they're being treated. So that was a really cool thing for me to learn about. So if you're ever looking for a puppy, Austin Pets Live has plenty of them and they're treated and they're healthy and they're never going to get Parvo again. All right. In the last few minutes, tell us what's coming down the pike. What are you working on? Right now, I am working on a couple of different documentaries. The one that I'm most excited about, Inside the Mind of a Dog, will be coming out next year. 
And Justine Lee is one of the expert veterinarians in it. Uh, You did such a good job. So that is still being edited. And so look for that next year. That's one of the main things I'm focusing on right now. And I'm finally, I put this book out a year ago and I'm just now starting to promote it because I was working a hundred thousand hours a week at a shelter and didn't have time to promote it when I put it out. So I am just spreading the word about the podcast and the book and the podcast is doing really well. So that'll be my primary focus aside from the documentary for the rest of the year. Rescued by a dog sounds similar to not just a dog. So check them out both. And if you know somebody who is saved by a dog, please, please get in touch with me, rescued by a dog podcast at gmail.com. And I will interview them for the podcast. Awesome. Great information. Again, if you've been rescued by a dog or even a cat, I will put in a plug for Laura. You can contact her at her website also at laurabama.com. And again, awesome stocking stuffer, not just a dog. And uh, not to ruin the the book, but Stella, the main person in this book, actually gets separated by the dog. And it's about the reconnection and the strength of the bond. So definitely worth checking out for any pet lover in your life. Thank you so much, Laura. Really appreciate you taking the time to be on today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Laura Thomas and Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on petliferadio.com.